Bob Josh, I'm glad to be on this morning, especially with uh, someone as esteemed as Mr. William Bethel. Yeah, thank you, sir. I got to say, you had the smoothest voice oh, on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, this man came on smooth, and I'm like, that, that is crazy, man. <laughs> well, you know, I'll let him. I'll let him get away with that. You know, I've been told I had them the smoothest voice. On radio. I mean, it, it is, you know. I mean, you know. But anyway, it's just been a while since I heard. I'm, like, I'm not Man. jealous. I'm not jealous. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just came in with these. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my show now. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but man, look, I gotta ask you right off the top, right? Yes. Sir. You know, because we've been talking about. Tigers, you know, and everything that's been going on basketball-wise. First of all, how much do you keep up, you know, as a form, you know, as an alum and everything, man? I know the passion's got to be still there for the team and everything, and uh, seeing what's been going on lately. Or is, it, or how, how is it? Well, I, I, I've, I've really been keeping up with them since, you know, uh, Tubby got his twenty wins, you know, and I started watching all these guys from the junior college that he had. Mm-hmm. And some of those guys, you know, are very good players. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, it just didn't seem like they were Memphis players. They didn't have that dog. They didn't have that that, mm-hmm. that sense of urgency, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if you watch the kids that come through Memphis, and, you know, most of this town is a high school team, you know. They're standing room only. Yeah. And you can look at the players and tell which ones have that, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't teach that. Yeah. Well, uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. There's uh, a lot of those guys came from junior college, and they come in, and then it was like you looked at them, their mm-hmm. film from junior college. Man, those guys are dominant. Mm-hmm. Then they then they come here, and you you knew what they could do, but yet it was missing it and that the yeah. dominance, that dog that mm-hmm. that they and, needed to, to display. Now, and it I'm just curious, wasn't there. I'm curious what you thought of Tubby. Oh, the, the whole experience of. The, the two years. I think Coach Tubby's uh, an extraordinary coach. I mean, you got to look at him. He's got, you know, teams on his belt. He's got a lot of wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you expected him to come in here and save the team from what was already here. Right. You know, that's a little bit impossible. Yeah. You know, you got to allow a guy to come in and recruit his team and, and the guys that he's comfortable with coaching. You came and gave Tubby the leftovers. Yeah. You know, so. And I don't know if they was expecting him to bring a championship, but it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it was it was nearly impossible guys for him to, to bring a championship together. within the years, but see, two to three years or whatever? It takes longer for guys to learn how to play together, mm-hmm. that you had that confidence level that other players say, if I pass in the ball, I know exactly what he's going to do. I'm going right. to position myself to rebound, right. or I'm going to position myself to get the offensive board and put it back. Okay. <clears throat> it depends on your player. You know your player. Mm-hmm. All right, nine zero one four five two three zero nine four or three two four seven four nine zero. If you want to give us a call and then talk with us and dialogue with uh, uh, William Beffer. yes. And uh, yeah. Justice, uh, you got a question you want to ask on that? Yeah, I'm interested to know uh, since uh, William mentioned, um, you know, those the current Tiger players or, or at least some of the uh, players that played on last year's team not having that dog. How was it? like to uh, be coming up back in the 80s in Memphis in high school basketball and either be a dog or, or be playing against dogs. Can you mm. just talk a bit about that? Yes. Well, while I was growing up here, um, I always played against the guys that were a lot better than me. 
and pretty much that was like Michael Brooks and those guys, you know, Campbell and you know, and and you just you you grow up and you play against these guys all around the city, and you know you you, you get that toughness. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not you know they 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 beat you up like a playground. You know what I'm saying? And you learn to play that way. You learn to play aggressive because you want to win. Mm-hmm. And see here, when we play pickup ball here, if you lose, you probably be sitting down the next five, six games. Yeah. Because there's that many, there's that many people there. Yeah. So you yeah. really want to win to stay on the court. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's why I said about that dog. Guys to be that sense of urgency that wanting to win, wanting to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and you, you look at a lot of ball players that come through Memphis. Yeah. Look at Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose wasn't playing like that before he got to Memphis. Mm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I'm going to ask you, man, the Memphis connection. Yeah. Now, also, yeah. hold on, Bob. Look at the guys that's mm-hmm. in the NBA from Memphis. Yeah. You can tell the difference, can't you? Mm-hmm. I definitely see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious with the Memphis connection with uh, the high school and the university. How important do you think that is, like, as far as keeping – Memphis players, because I hear some people, you know, and even, like, you think about, you talk about Derrick Rose and the Calipari era and everything. Mm-hmm. Some people say, well, they won a ton, and there was a couple Memphis guys. You know, you had Andre Allen. Right. And, um, who was, you know, didn't play in the last game, you know, right. which probably would have helped, but. It would have helped a lot. You know, mm-hmm. um. We'd have had that championship. Yeah, I think so too. But even though it was a race, mm-hmm. but at least they had that, they, they, they did. Yeah, they did. It would have been on the record. Yeah, yeah. they'd been on the but what do you think the importance is it important to have Memphis players on the the Tigers in your mind to win? That's not my decision. Um if it was me, if it was my decision, my whole team would be from Memphis. Okay. My entire team would be from Memphis, just like we did when we played in eighty five. You know, and and I'm really looking at a lot of players around this town that, that may end up being all Memphis team again. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you you have some people that say uh that uh, Memphis kids are not recruited. You have mm-hmm. some people say Memphis kids don't want to be recruited uh, for the simple fact yeah, that some some people coach, yeah. yeah, but some people would say, well, I don't want my kids to be playing in Memphis. I want my kids to get up and get out of here and go go to UCLA or experience somewhere like somewhere else and get up and get out of here. But then they, then they turn around and say Memphis kids are not being recruited. So what are, what are we going to do? We recruit Memphis kids, but then they, on the other hand, say, no, I don't want my kids to play at Memphis. I want them to get up and get out of here and go somewhere else. So what do you do in a situation like that? Well, there's not much you can do because it's the parents. You know, if the parents want their kids to go somewhere else, then the kids are going to listen to the parents. Yeah. You know, and, and, and staying here, I guess the parents look at, you know, the crime and all the other stuff that these mm-hmm. kids can get into when yeah. they're not playing ball, when right. they're not in school, right. and they don't want them in that environment. But what they have to look at is that environment everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up to that kid and up to that parent to make the right decision for this kid's future. Okay. All right. And, uh, Justice, you got anything else? Well, I agree wholeheartedly in terms of, um, the, uh, when you thought on, uh, you know, why kids would, you know, choose a certain school, but I guess I would just ask him, um, now with, with Penny at the helm, do you think he'll be able to, to, to get most of those players locally? Yeah. I think so, because, you know, if you look at it, Penny's been coaching these guys for a long time. Mm-hmm. The guys around the city, even during AAU or they attended the school he was coaching at, yeah. you know. So he's gonna have a lot of followers as yeah. far as kids wanting to be there because they love their coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're so comfortable with a coach, 
and he knows you and you know all about your coach and what he wants you to do and how he expects you to play, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't want to go nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Talk about, you know, the 85 team when you was in Memphis, man. The best team ever. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people say, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And, uh-huh. like, just talking about you played for Coach Finch and everything. Mm-hmm. What was that like? You know, do you do you see, or just you know, you being from Memphis and everything, and playing for a guy that played in Memphis? What what was all that like? And and then and then once you answer that, talk about how did you feel when certain people said, well, Coach Fancy was not treated right, the way he was treated, the way the situation was left, and uh, then some people would say, okay, uh, it could end up the same way with. Uh, another local person, you know, the way we're pinning. Did we learn from? Did we learn from this situation? Or should we just forget about that? Well, here's how I look at it. Nobody really knows the truth about what happened mm-hmm. unless you were there. Mm-hmm. Because you know, every time you go from one person, like if I tell you something, and then you go and tell Josh, and Josh tells somebody else, the mm-hmm. story didn't got bigger. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it, some stuff that's got added to it. So we, right. I right. really don't know mm-hmm. what the problem was with Coach Finch and, and how he left and all that. All I know is Coach Finch was a great coach. Yeah. You know, he's the main reason why I went to the University of Memphis. Mm-hmm. And it was Memphis State my time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's to say uh, uh, about the recruiting done here, I mean, it's up to the kids, mm-hmm. you know. I don't. I don't want to go somewhere where I don't like. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go to a school where I haven't been following. I ain't heard nothing about. It. They're not winning. They're losing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's paying attention to them. Nobody's wearing their colors. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go there either. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What do you mean nobody's wearing their colors? Well, you know, say you're in town here, but you see okay, guys with go. Tennessee uniforms <laughs> on. Yeah. Oh, I, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think everybody in this city should have on either blue. Mm-hmm. White and gray. Yeah. Okay. Represent your school. Yeah, yeah. We're here, and we're not going nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Talk about that, man. Playing with him, um, alongside him. What was that experience like? Because I think I always hear, you know, I'm a young guy, and I hear about him. There's not a lot of footage. I mean, I find some old games and everything. But talk about uh, how great he was. Well, I think the older guys can relate to when I say that Keith Lee was a beast. Mm-hmm. You got to understand when he came to you, to Memphis State from Arkansas, this guy was averaging thirty mm-hmm. at sixteen. Ball handles, outside shot, wait, no wait, wait, wait. move, six ten, a ball handler, ball handler, bring the ball down the court. You know, look mm-hmm. at our films, look at them, and see it. It it, it was it was. Strange to me because I was growing up here in Memphis and I always played against bigger men that, you know, mm-hmm. I pretty much uh, got the advantage over, yeah. you know, by running as much as I did, you know. But to actually get to school mm-hmm. and play along a guy, play along beside a guy that's better than you, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's that's really good, and you start patterning some of your game after him, yeah, you know. And I did. I've I spent three years watching this guy in. in, in it's, it's, it was just, it was really a great experience to play with him. Mm-hmm. And talk about, I imagine the practices were something. Oh, yeah, practice you know, always. Y'all, y'all always. go in at it or whatever. That's why you have closed practices. <laughs> 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 uh, 
That's awesome, man. Okay, and then now you said something there, and I'm, I'm going to uh, get you to respond. Now you said talk about closed practice. Mm-hmm. You had open practices as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the difference? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you already asked that. <laughs> I, I can I can imagine what clothes practice must right, have been like. Right, yeah, you know. <laughs> and 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 not only in college. Did you look forward to those clothes practices? Oh, yes, no. yes, yes. Even when I played for Detroit Pistons, we were mm-hmm. bad boys. Yeah, I look forward to practice because yeah. if you're not playing the game, this is my time to express myself. Uh-huh. You know, if you're gonna play in front of me, I'm gonna make sure you playing in front of me, and you're gonna be tough. Uh huh. I'm going to beat you to death the whole time in practice. Wow. Now, we open practice. We let the media in and people from the outside. See the nice kind of. Yeah, y'all can see the watered down practice. <laughs> okay, you know? okay. But once the closed doors, they yeah. get locked and there's yeah. nobody there but the player, coaches, and trainers. Yeah. It's on. Man. This is what brings a man. No more boys. No more boys. No more boys. Okay. All right. Uh, we had a phone call? Uh, yeah, we do. I'm going to uh, let Justice get in. <laughs> I just want to ask Mr. Bester, how was it, uh, back in the day, uh, you know, playing for coaches like, uh, Dorothy Sims and, and Larry Finch and, and Dana Kirk, uh, especially during those closed door sessions when they would get up in you? You know, mm. can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in, in those situations, you know, you, you had the utmost respect for the coaches because they're the one, they were the ones driving you to be like this. Mm-hmm. You know, we had practices like that. It's like, they're going to get on you. And you know it. You know he's not telling you nothing wrong. You know he's not telling you nothing to hurt your feelings or to hurt you, period. You know he's only doing this to make you better and to bring out that athletic ability that you hide. Right. And and they had different ways of bringing it out, and it came out. You see, what we, you see we started winning, mm-hmm. and who could stop us? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, t- today, uh, William, you have, a, like, in football practice, right. basketball practice, baseball, mm-hmm. whatever. If, if there's closed practice, you know, coaches get a little... Exactly. Beside themselves, okay, exactly. if you can say that, okay. But, but that's all in a part of building a family. Okay, but then you have today, uh, certain things would be uh, said or a football player gets slapped beside the head and uh, clothes or whatever the case may be, but then they go home and then they complain about these things. How does that help you know, or hurt in situations and those type of practices? Society changed all that, mm-hmm. you know, by number one, where we all went wrong at is we took discipline from schools. Okay. Okay. We took prayer out of schools. Because mm-hmm. that's what we did. Okay. In the morning when we came to school, we said the morning prayer. Right. You know, if you got in trouble and got rolled up, you sent to the office, mm-hmm. you got your butt whooped. You sure did. You know, and then they wrote another to your parents and told your parents what you did, and you got another one when you, you got, got home. Yeah, absolutely. When they stopped that, that caused a problem. Yeah. Okay. Right there. Now, you say when we go to play basketball now, mm-hmm. that same discipline that your parents had, mm-hmm. these old school coaches got that. Mm-hmm. That's what we used to hearing when we on that coach. We don't want some coach telling you, well, you should have set the screen, move over here. No, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. We won't get over here. Set the screen, or you're on the bench. Mm-hmm. You don't play for me. With a few other With a few other uh, words. Yeah. 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 But you got you got to understand me. Mm-hmm. You know, and you went out there and you gave it your all. Right. You know, and and and, and today, you know, that's that's how I would coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I had that coaching back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me tough enough to go Either out. Either do it or, or go home. That's it. Yeah. And you don't want to go home because of the embarrassment of people. You don't play ball. No but more. you don't want to say that, William, to no. a good player that you got. Yes, you, you do. don't want to run him. You don't yes, want to run a good player away. No, you're not going to run him away. You're going to make him feel like, oh, I'm not special. 
I'm mm. just like everybody else. Mm. That's what you want him to feel like. You just just like everybody else. You mess up, I'm gonna get on YouTube. You think that's the problem we have today? That's making the main making certain problem. players you're giving, feel so, you're giving, and you don't get on them. Exactly. You giving these players, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, Privileges or, or uh, 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 I know the word more say. importance. Yeah. Than the coach himself. Yeah. You know, and and it goes all the way to the NBA. You know, you don't get along with a certain player, and that player will make a lot of money, and he's a franchise player. Hey, coach, you go. You get a coach fired. You go. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, uh, it should never get to that. But that happened in Memphis, though. That happens everywhere. Uh, uh, Griffin. I'm, I don't know. Anyway. I can't I, okay, speak on I that. Mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to speak on that. Okay. Nine zero one four five two three zero nine four. Let's go to the phone lines. Who do we have? Uh, first, we got Oliver. That's a question. Oliver, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Mr. Beverly. Uh, Good morning. I just want to say uh, that uh, I'm a pretty, I'm, 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 I'm old school, like you, like you said. I'm, I'm like you with that. But I, I can, I wish they would, uh, would be, we could, we could find you guys on, on, uh, on, on, uh, on, uh, some kind of a DVD. Cause I enjoy watching you, watching you run the floor at 94 feet. And like, mm-hmm. like a guard, and you was six foot ten. And it was a, well, it was, it was amazing. Back in the day when those, uh, those Miro team when they had James Bradley and John Gunn and you guys ran the floor like, like the Vils, man, 94 feet. Yeah. It, was, it was a pleasure to watch that. And, uh, and, uh, but nowadays you don't see that now because everybody's gone orientated, but I enjoyed watching the falls and the summer play, especially you guys, because y'all ran down the court like the Vils, man. And it was, uh, Dusty Hopkins, but well, that's what you're trying to. Yeah. Dusty Hopkins, he was the Miro also. Those guys were, those guys were, were amazing on the floor. And, uh, like I say, uh, I, I wish, it, like you said, I wish you went back to old school, where they would let, let you, let you guys play a little, a little tougher without all this ticket tech stuff they got going on now. But, right. but, uh, it, but it's, uh, it's amazing that the difference from ball from the 60s and 70s to the ball now, amazing. There's a big, big difference, big difference. Well, see, nowadays, yeah, Nowadays, the game has changed because you have so many big men that want to shoot threes now. Now, we wanted to shoot just as many threes back in the day, too. But these old school coaches made you play inside out. Big men belong in the paint. Guards forwards outside. You play where you were told and where you right, put the right. play whether you want, wanted you know, to do it or not. you wanted to do it or not. Yeah. And you was put that to play that role. And that's what you needed to play in order for this team to win. Now... Like I said, the game is, has changed with all these big men shooting three-pointers. Mm-hmm. I still teach the guys, like if I coach a big man, I must mm-hmm. teach them all low-post stuff, mm-hmm. 15 feet and in. Mm-hmm. Anything 15 feet and in, if you're big enough, you should be trying to dunk on somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. And, yeah. and one thing that Coach Sims taught me coming up, starting to play with Jane, with uh, 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 Michael Brooks and all those fine guys back in those days, was to run. He said, if a big man runs the floor, changes ends every time the ball does, mm. 85% of the time you will touch the ball. Mm. Because if you run the floor, you're going to follow the ball. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to make every shot. Mm-hmm. You're going to get rebounds and put them back. You know, mm-hmm. 85% of the time you will touch the ball if you're running. Mm-hmm. If you change ends of the floor, just the same time as the ball does, mm-hmm. you'll touch the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. I just... Block a shot, and I want to get the score at the other end, so I'm going to yeah. take off. I'm trying to run, yeah. outrun everybody. That's a lot of running. That's what man. I was told. That's, that's quick. That's, to be quick, and then that's a lot of running. But that was what I was told. Yeah. 
If you touch the ball at one end, I mm. need you to touch the ball at the other end. Mm-hmm. So I want oh, yeah. to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I'm going to say this also. Also, back back, I was back in just Coach Sam just back in your door, back in your door, back in your day. The coaches were they, they, they did that for the love of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, these young coaches nowadays, they just trying to, I don't know, like get over a find one right. good player, right. and we win a couple of championships, got to move on to something else. But those guys back in back in your days, Coach Sam okay. and. And coach the school of the Luster and all of them coach, they, they stayed, okay. they stayed at the school 20 years. Okay, yeah. hey, right. we appreciate the phone call. Right, okay. And, uh, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for the phone call. We appreciate it. Okay, no problem. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, and we have another person on for phone call, right? Yes, sir. Okay, let's get to him real quick. Uh, who do we have? We got Hank. Hank, welcome to the show. Good morning on a Tuesday. Hey, good morning, Bob. Good morning. Uh, I got a question, man. Uh, you played for the Detroit Pistons, right? Yes, sir. During the Bad Boy era. Right, yes, sir. With the exception of the way that they had, uh, you know, obviously their dirty style of play, do you believe that, that defensive-oriented style can win championships nowadays because of the fact that they didn't have superstar? Other than Isaiah Thomas, they didn't really have a superstar on their team. Um, your question is, do, do I think the physicalness playing will help today? Well, not even just the physical, but the defensive-oriented, you know, defense, defense first, offense second type situation. I think it'll work today because if you look at defense and free throws win games. Mm. You know, you can look at these these players now that's playing out and how close these games are. You know, okay. it's 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 just cut and dry. I mean, if right. you play defense, you know, you gonna win a game. If you make your free throws, you win games. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know? absolutely. And 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 I, I just. I mean, that's the way I coach it. There you go. Uh, just two quick questions, too, also. Um, do, you, uh, uh, do you disagree with the way Isaiah Thomas played the game? Because he, he was the general on the court during that era. Do you, do you disagree with the way he played the game? I don't disagree with the way he played it, you know, because he gave it his all. I mean, this guy, he came out. I watched him run up and down the court with a broke ankle. Okay. okay. You know, so, I mean, absolutely broken. And have it taped wow. up so stiff where it can't move just to play in a game. Wow, you know. Are you on that? Are you on that squad? Yes, yes. Oh, and and oh, I look at oh. today, these guys today, man. If they dislocate a finger, get a cut, or whatever, they run into the sideline. They run into the locker room. For what? You dislocate a finger, you run past that bench, get you a piece of tape, tape that baby back up, and keep riding. Why do you go and sit down four to six weeks for what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <You laughs> that know? makes sense. That, that, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, last question, I'll let you go. How come Keith Lee doesn't make public appearances anymore? I mean, I, I you know, in my lifetime, I haven't, you know, I was a baby when he won the top, uh, or when he, uh, you know, made his, you know, big impact here in Memphis, but I haven't heard anything from him since like the ninth. I'm, 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 I'm going to go out there and probably set the record straight with this one. Because um, I get this question quite often. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, no matter where people see me, they always ask me, you seen Keith? You seen? No, I have not seen Keith. Last time I talked to Keith probably about two years ago. Mm-hmm. I've seen him outside the uh, Hall of Fame building over there at school. Mm-hmm. My thing and how I understand it is Keith is real bitter, okay, because he feels like, well, I'm, I'm saying it's just what I look into it. He feels like that with him coming over here, and doing the things and playing the ball and, and and being the person he was for this university, 
being the all-time leading scorer in school history, that they should do more for him, or they should do more with offering him a job or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I look like. That's what I see. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think he's real bitter towards that because, you know, the school hasn't did anything. They yeah. haven't agreed to anything with him. They haven't even sat down and talked to him about anything that needs to, you know, to rectify this because, you know, we have different things at the arena bringing back the old guys, you know, we never see it. And that was our backbone. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe they think he's not cerebral enough. Yeah. What you say? Uh, what was your last statement? No, I said maybe he's not, maybe they think he's not cerebral enough, which I disagree with. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Okay. All right. Hey, thank you, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Call Hank. Yeah. Uh, four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. You talking about people (laughs) instead of people sitting out four to six weeks? I mean, is there is there a problem with the? Why sit out with a dislocated finger, a broken finger? Uh Do something different now. Okay, and not just a switch real quick, but yeah. I, I wanted to get what you were talking about with Keith Lee and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm curious because I've heard from you know, some other former Tigers also that you know they haven't really felt that welcoming from the university. None now, of us do. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask because okay. it seems like, and I'm curious how much do you think? Well, first speak on that. Um, how, how much? Uh, why do you think that is? And how many other players do you think? Well. I look at all other universities that has players that has made it to another level or have been overseas or whatever the case may be, went out and been a doctor or a good businessman or whatever he, he, he did, mm-hmm. come back to the school and the school put them, help them with the program, you know, with their program to build their kids more. Memphis don't. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, wow. and then they allowed, who was that coach, Tick Price? Yeah. To come in here and throw away all our stuff? Mm. Everything? Really? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you let him throw away any history? And then he didn't even last here. So he threw stuff away. Oh, man, all our tapes of the games, everything back from 85 through all That's, that stuff out. Really? I didn't they know that. They let him throw all that stuff out. That's why we so bitter to that school, because why would you let somebody throw away our history? That's what I was going to ask, too, because somebody had a question. Somebody made a statement earlier about uh, being uh, having yourself on DVDs. I went to the University of Memphis and tried to get some highlight stuff from mm-hmm. me playing basketball so I can put it in my book that I'm trying to do. Right. They had nothing. Mm. They couldn't find nothing, not archives or nothing. Mm. And that's one of the main reasons why I don't even go over there. I don't. I mean, it's like that's insane. I'm like, people, I don't understand this. I just don't. You have wow. nothing over there. Everything I watch from the 85 now, I got to see it on YouTube. And it's not much. Mm-hmm. It's not much. No. It's not much at all. Mm-hmm. When we were the one built that. Now, was, when this now, stuff was thrown away, yeah, was, it, was it at a time when the university became university? Or? It does. No, it doesn't matter. That's basketball history. Yeah. It I agree. Should be there. I agree with okay. you. Okay, if you still got pitching there, it was a, it was Memphis State then. Yeah, Memphis State. Okay. Okay, if you got all these other pictures of these black and white pictures of the people playing golf, tennis, baseball, all that's back from yeah. my time and before me. They yeah. up here. Yeah. They're on the walls. Where's mm-hmm. our stuff? Yeah. Where is it? Mm-hmm. So where's some highlight pictures? Where's some highlight films? Where's right, some right, records? Right. Where's something that we can go and get and show? Mm-hmm. This is what we did back then. It was all right. about it. Instead of looking on YouTube. 
I didn't know that 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 was the reason why. Because I wondered, like, man, where's the you, you know, never like, see you never see any of that stuff. Yeah, just uh, did did you, you know start seeing stuff from Derrick Rose up? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, I. I well, I didn't know about uh, what was thrown away. I know about what those groups accomplished in the 80s. Right. And uh, I guess my question to William would be, this is the first time that we have a, a Memphis-born head coach at the university since Larry Finch was, was fired in the mid-90s. It, what could Penny Hardaway uh, or, you know, the, the current administration with Dwight, Dwight Ford and guys like that, do to to you know bring the the, the Keith Lees and the Bedfords and the, the Vincent Askews back on campus? What, well, what, what could be done? Well, I don't know what could be done about it to get us back over there as far as in the coaching thing. They they got a great coach now, and uh, he has his coaching staff and the guys that help him. And you know we're going to be behind him one hundred percent because you know we love Penner just like a brother. Mm-hmm. I mean we've been knowing him all his life, and we're going to continue to support him whatever he does. Mm-hmm. You know, at least it's one of us in there, so we're going right, to support him. Right. And that's what I noticed. So, why, so yeah. while you may, may, not, may not be coaching, uh, you still think that for the most part, uh, a lot of the guys from the eighties they'll they'll be back around. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, support the team and oh, be around yeah, the for team. sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's and, I, I, and I, is, is that a good feeling knowing that you know you got one of your own back there who's going to be with with the things like? Well, I can I can only guys. speak for myself. Now it's a great feeling for me because. Now we have another Memphis player on a team that's coaching the team just like Larry Finch, mm-hmm. you know. And to me, the, the kids here in this city can identify with having a great coach. Mm-hmm. And Penny has been coaching these guys through AAU, uh, Leicester, East. I mean, he's pretty much paved the way for these kids to keep doing what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. you look at the kids that he's doing, most of the guys on that basketball team had great grades, mm-hmm. you know. That's the first thing he instilled in them. The grades have to be first. Okay. And uh, I, got, I got to say this. Just, yeah. Uh, what, what struck me when I saw Penny's press conference when he was announced as the coach is one of the things I noticed was how many former players were there. And, you know, a lot of people are like, man, I haven't seen some of these guys in a long time mm-hmm. on campus. Right. You know I mean? You know, everybody from, from 70s, 80s, 90s. Right. Right. Uh, everybody was there, man, from, you know, Larry Finch's son, uh, Kelly Wise, a lot of people hadn't seen in a long mm-hmm. time, was there, mm-hmm. uh, Andre Turner. Mm-hmm. Every era, and it seemed like you're finally getting that community that you want to see, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what's coming. Yeah. That's what's okay. coming. Uh, let's, let's take a break here. Uh, can, can you, if, uh, if, 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 can you hang around a couple minutes? Sure. Okay, uh, let's take a break here, and when we come back, uh, if you have questions for William Bedford, the former uh, star for the Tiger University Memphis uh, Tigers or the Memphis State University Tigers back then, uh, what is it, Memphis State? Yeah, yeah, Memphis State back then. Back then. Yeah. And uh, won the uh, 89-90 NBA's uh, title season with the Detroit Pistons. And uh, we'll be talking to him. If you have any phone calls or questions, you feel free to call 901 901- Four five two three zero nine four or nine zero one three two four seven four nine zero. Yes, and Justin, so can you hang on, or do you think you got to go? Oh no, I'm, I'm here. Okay, okay. Going, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Hey, we'll be back, guys. After this, you're listening to Talk Back Live with Bob and Josh, and it is now ten oh five, five minutes past the hour of ten o'clock. With a uh, very pleasant good morning to you.
Have you always wanted to host your own radio show? Well, here's your opportunity. Hi, I'm Bob with AM730 Talk Back Live in the Morning with Bob and Josh. If you want to have your own radio show, I can help you get started. Call me today at now is the time that you can get started. Pastors, sports people, doctors, lawyers, business owners, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. We can help you get started today. Today is your time. Call me today if you want to host your own radio show. Right here, we have openings at this very station. Call 901-335-6452. That's 901-335-6452. Kelly Erb and I love selling homes. I'm Sheldon Rosengarten, and we are both with Mark's Ben Schorf Realtors. We sell homes from the river to Germantown and everywhere in between. And Sheldon, don't forget, we sell in all different price range, all the way up and over a million dollars in River Oaks. But we also love selling homes and condos to first-time home buyers in Midtown, High Point, and the University of Memphis area. And people aren't aware how much they need our experience and expertise when they're selling their homes. This involves preparation, presentation, and proper pricing combined with our highly successful strategic marketing program with the Shellbox option. It's hard to beat that combination and our combination. That's right. And if if you or someone you know is thinking about selling, remember what people often say, that when you want the job done, call Sheldon and Kelly, of course. You can reach us 24-7 at MemphisRelocate.com or 682-1868. That's 682-1868 or MemphisRelocate.com. Kelly Herb or Sheldon Rosengarten. Do it now. Attention parents and coaches, the Memphis Sports Zone is your source for recruiting highlight videos. If you have an athlete you believe is good enough for a college scholarship, let us help you with the process. We can shoot, edit, and put together a recruiting video that helps the athlete's talent stand out on film for college coaches to evaluate. Call us today at 901-262-4676. Again, that's 901-262-4676. Memphis Sports Zone recruiting videos. Let us help you get on the road to a college scholarship. For the best quality and comfort when you sleep, it is Sleepy Z's Mattresses by Michael Zellner. Call him at 901-692-6200. 2790 Kirby Wick Road at the corner of Summer and Kirby in Bartlett, Tennessee. You can save up to 80% off of retail price mattresses, Serta, Steely, and the list goes on. Also, you can get other furniture there as well. That is Sleepy Z's Mattresses by Michael Zellner, 2790 Kirby Wick Road at the corner of Summer and Kirby in Bartlett, Tennessee. You can call them at 901-692-6200 or sleepyz.com. Sleepy Z's Mattresses by Michael Zellner has an A rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call them at 901-692-6200. That's Sleepy Z's by Michael Zellner. In life, we all want to be treated with dignity and respect. At E.H. Ford Mortuary Services, located 3390 Elvis Presley Boulevard, we believe the same thing should hold true when it comes to death. 
Telephone number is 345-9558. For more than 30 years, Ed Ford has offered the personal touch when it comes to the passing of the special people in your life. As a licensed funeral director, embalmer, and death counselor, Ed Ford will be involved in every phase of the bereavement process when it comes to your loved one. In other words, he won't just sit behind a desk and collect your money like other funeral directors. His main purpose is to personally prepare your loved one for whatever memorial service you desire. His services and prices are the very best in Memphis and the surrounding area. At E.H. Ford Mortuary Services, it's not about the money, it's about a lasting memory. Ed Ford, his wife Myrna, and the courteous staff will be there when you really need them. That's E.H. Ford Mortuary Services, located 3390 Elvis Presley Boulevard. The telephone number again, 345-9558. Not associated with any other funeral home with the same last name. That's E.H. Ford Mortuary Services. Things that happen to the commercial folks. Yeah. 901-452-3094. Just a few more minutes and we'll be hanging around with, uh, 901-452-3094, 901-324-7490. You have questions for Mr. William Bedford, the former NBA star and championship with the Detroit Pistons and former, uh, Memphis, uh, State Tiger, uh, standout and star. Uh, what was that back in the 83? It was in the 83 to 85. All right. I left 86. All right. And, uh, again, welcome back, welcome to the show. We well, appreciate you, you being much. here with us. And also our good friend, uh, contributor to talkbacklivenetwork.org and, uh, among other things, uh, Mr. Justice Bowden. Justice, man, welcome to the show by phone. All right. All right. I want to know what happened over there. <laughs> oh man! We can't. Oh man! Oh, oh Justin, we should have put can. you. We should have at least somehow got you on the phone where it wouldn't go out over the air, so you could have been a part of what was good. Man, it's, it's, uh. I was put it hey, I need. I need to watch the Facebook live feed. I, I can see what's going on. Well, they missed it too. We didn't. We yeah. didn't have it up today. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right, man. But anyway, hey. uh Justice Van, uh, I think. Well, what was the question I had asked for the break? Did I have a? No, we didn't. A, a question. But, you didn't. I didn't? No. But, uh, Justice, uh, you want to ask another question there? Well, we well I, I guess what I want to ask Mr. Bedford is, back back in the day when he was playing with Keith Lee, uh, you know, they could go high-low and either, either guy could go up top and make the free-throw line jump shot. Uh, he could finish down low or, or you know, turn around jump shot. Is that a lost art in today's game in terms of big men? Uh, are the, you know, is it something that, that needs to be taught to these guys that are coming up? I think the whole in and out game is lost, you know, because they came down and played basketball back in my day. You throw the ball into the centers first. You could you reward your big men first because they're the one doing the dirty work in there, getting the ball out, rebounding, fighting, getting you the ball to go up to court. So it's gotten away from that because of, of the athletic ability of so many big men coming out of college mm-hmm. that they're shooting three-pointers. 
and they're running the floor, and they're bringing the ball down, and they're doing things that the forwards and guards do these days. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to look at these guys are younger, you know, a lot faster, you know, and, and and some of them have a little bit better basketball ability than the guys did back in those days. Because, you know, a lot of guys back in those days couldn't shoot the ball, but they were made to play a role. Yeah. You know. And what do you think seeing a guy like Joel Embiid, you know, oh, with the six, I mean, a guy that could shoot the three, uh, still go down there and, you know, hit a dream shake on somebody or yeah, whatever. Cover covers so much room in his steps. Yeah. yeah Handle I the mean, ball. This is crazy. It, it, it's, it's, it's nice to see a big man like that. You know, if you watch him most of the time, he stays in the paint. Oh, he does. You yeah. know, yeah. every once in a while he'll shoot a three-pointer, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking his size, there's no way you should be shooting threes because, dude, nobody can stop you in the paint, period. Nobody. you either going to make the basket or you're going to go to the free throw line. Mm. You know, that was one thing that I, oh, most people used to watch Adrian Dantley. Adrian Dantley, you give him the basketball, he's going to make the shot or he's going to the line to get the two free throws. Mm. There was no either way. There was no other way about it. Definitely. And so do you think, is it a good thing that she's got more bigs? Like, I mean, you look like a Mark Gasson, right? Or, you know, who's, you know, taking half of his shots as Arthur guy right now. Or, uh, or a lot of other guys. You know, there's a lot more talented seven-footers. Spreading the floor more. It's yeah. called spreading the floor more. You know, you don't you don't have to pack down low or what guys can't drive now because the big people are down low. You know, you got big people shooting threes now, so you got to come out and guard them. But people settle for that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or do they want to see the old way of basketball playing the big guy uh, taking over down uh, underneath and, and that type of thing? I know I miss that type of play. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people miss it, you know, the, the roughness of the, watching the centers work mm-hmm. instead of the centers shooting threes, mm-hmm. you know, but... The game has changed. Yeah. And it's changed. And you got a few throwbacks. Like, I think Embiid's kind of a throwback. And, mm-hmm. um, definitely got, like, Zach Randolph is a, a right. mega throwback, right. you know, yeah. uh, in the post doing things. So. Look at Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Who was 6'10 back in our day doing it? Magic. <laughs> no. And he can't shoot. But yeah. that's, yeah, that's kind of like Magic, I guess. 901 real quick before we... Leaving in a few minutes. Let's go to the phone lines. And who do we have for Mr. Best? We got a call with Stephanie Gatewood. Oh, oh Mr. Gatewood, welcome oh. to the show. Good morning on a Tuesday. Morning. Good morning. So, first of all, hello, Josh. Hello, Bob. Good morning. Hello. Hello, um, hello Mr. Bedford. Hello, Mr. Um, Gatewood. How, oh, my goodness. So, I am so um, honored to be on your show, Bob, first mm-hmm. of all. Um, and so I have just a few questions. Um, and so, Mr. Bedford, talk about the importance of mentorship. Um, why is it important, and how do how do we? Because um, I'm a school administrator, and in fact, Mr. Bedford, um, I know that you have a heart for our children. Mm-hmm. And I know that you have um, you haven't always um, been in the top. And so, how do you um, explain to our community? How do you explain to our children? and our parents the, the power of mentorship. And what happens when you don't have a gym to practice? They're like, my school is a small school. We don't have a gym. We only have a cafeteria. So how do we get that talent there and help them along the way, way before they get to middle school or high school? Well, so I think that falls back on administration. They should be trying to do things more for the younger generation coming up. Because you got to look at you got bullying in schools mm-hmm. all the way mm-hmm. in elementary, kindergarten. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And and these people, these officials, these other people out here need to bring back the discipline in the schools. Mentorship, 
okay, we go into schools, we talk to the kids, you know, and and try to get them to look at a different way of acting. You know, you got to say you got some problem child in there. Mm-hmm. It's something he's not getting at home. Either he's not getting enough love at home or he ain't eating or he's he's getting abused or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know. And and I feel like that if I can make a difference is going into the school, just letting them see me or let them talk mm-hmm. to me and ask me just a few questions, something mm-hmm. that they may see somebody and can't go ask them questions because your mama told them, don't go talking to strangers, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, like you said, your, your school don't have a gym. I mean, I'm Sharp Elementary has been around a long time. And I don't mm-hmm. understand why they haven't changed anything about the school. Mm-hmm. The basketball goes outside. I depreciating. They're falling off the poles. Uh, mm-hmm. The grass growing up in between the concrete on the courts. Uh, all the stuff looks run down and just beat up. Mm. And, then, and they talk about our young generation, how you want our young generation to act and how you want them to be. But you're mm-hmm. not giving them any help. Mm. You're not giving the teachers any help. You're not giving coaches any help. You're not giving anybody time to change this child's way of thinking from home mm-hmm. you know from home they may be bombarded with a lot of problems you know like i said not eating and there are too many brothers and sisters in the house getting beat up and mm-hmm. all type of stuff mom and dad mm-hmm. are never home but when they come to school it should be a, a place where they come to school and be happy where mm-hmm. they can, don't have to worry about nobody bullying them won't have to worry about a teacher talking bad to you you know and have the proper equipment and proper uh facilities to go and you know, go play. Go get interest in basketball. Get interest in baseball. Anything. Mm. But if you leave a child nothing to do, like they always said, a, a idle mind is a devil's workshop. Yep, yep, absolutely. And so I'm going to leave you with this, and this is I'm just going to get off the phone after this. I know you all don't have a whole lot of time, but I I firmly believe that every person in this community plays a, a should play a role. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be just the parents. It shouldn't be just the kids. It shouldn't be just the administrators. It shouldn't be just the teachers. Should be just the politicians because this community belongs to everybody, right. um, and we've got to stop like pointing fingers and saying it's the it's the parents' fault or it's the school's fault or it's the this fault and that fault. Right. Um, I believe in personal responsibility. I believe in, in making sure that uh, first of all, our kids have to see that you love them before you can even start having educate to, to educate them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they see a, a William Bedford come in and take the time and the energy, and too many of these. Um, Basketball players that that have made it don't. It's not that they don't want to come back. Maybe they just. I don't know. Maybe the avenue is not open for them. But mm-hmm. I do think that our kids need to see professional men, role models, to come in and say, "This is how you pull them pants up." And then too many times we want to say, "Well, that's not my issue. Right. I'm not going to tell them to pull the pants up because I'm scared of it." Well, I'll tell right. you in a heartbeat. That's what the problem with our society is today. Right. We are so cowardly, and we don't want to say anything to them and right. i say that it's either we can say it now or we can say it later so either, and that's the same with educational funding we can fund schools now or we can fund more prisons later mm. and with that note i'll let y'all talk about that but thank you for what you do thank you um all for uh thank you for allowing me to finally get on the show i really appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> Thanks you for the have a, absolutely. You all have a fabulous day, and I, I really enjoyed the show. Well, thank thank you. Okay, thanks for the call. All right. 901 uh, Justice? Well, it sounds like what uh, Mr. Gatewood is saying is, uh, you know, if, if you got uh, William Bethes walking the hallways, if you 
kids at in Owens Mound at Melrose, you know, they'll they'll act right. And, and is it, I don't know if that what she's saying or um, something along <laughs> well, those lines. Well, you know, saying, make those old school mentors. Well, she's saying like you know, it, it's you got to look at these. I, you should go to these elementary schools today. Go to the junior high and elementary schools. There's no men. There's no men. And these kids already have no men in their in their life anyway. In their homes, yeah. Yeah, you know, and and when you you do, you should see how shocked these kids be. Not only because I'm tall, it's because it's a man in the school. You know, it need to be more men, more mentors. Walk up in these schools. If you got to go to the office and get a visitor's pass, mm-hmm. and walk the halls. So you te- you're, you're telling us that <clears throat> the famous William Bedford Tiger stand yes, out. Former NBA star and championship holder, NBA. Yes, sir. It's not you, that person that those kids see walking the hallway. No, it's it's the idea that there's a man. Period. It's a man that's caring, that's caring and loving, and want to see everybody be safe at this school. Because mm. when we went to school, man, we didn't have to worry about nobody coming in shooting and all that. Right. The worst thing we worried about was a fight. Yeah. Who fighting and how many fighting? Yeah. You know, we wasn't worried about no guns, no knives, somebody doing all the shooting. After school, they shooting. Come on now. No, we, as a matter of fact, we, if we were going to fight, we set up a fight after school. Set the fight up. After school, (laughs) round the corner at 4.30. Everybody know where we're going to be. And after we fight, it's over with. It's over with. We shake hands, we go on. We were done with it, yeah. Walking home, back and forth to school, kicking it every day with each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Playing ball with each other. That's my homeboy. That's my buddy. But now they looking to get back at you with a gun. Don't fight. They kill you, your family, the cousin, everybody else. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All right. And, uh, hey, I think that's going to do it uh, for today. William, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Justice will give you last comments. And and uh, uh, what do you have to say? And, man, we appreciate you joining us. Well, I, I'd just like to say it was a pleasure and an honor to be on with uh, Mr. Bedford. You know, having grown up, uh, you know, my father was a was a big Tiger fan. And, uh, you know, the, the guys that played on those those. Uh, Dana Kirk mid-80s team, you know, the 84, 85, 86. Uh, those were the guys that, you know, we grew up li- looking up to. And so, mm-hmm. you know, to be on with uh, Mr. Bedford today, I just want, you know, just to say thank you for coming on and just sharing your time and your knowledge with us. And, and we hope you, you continue to come back throughout the season. Well, thank you very much. Uh, another thing what I want to say is uh, if you yourself, I don't know if you have kids or not in school, but if you yourself pick a school, even the one you went to, mm-hmm. Just go and walk down the hall and look in the, if you step in the class and, and the kids turn, you just watch their faces. Mm-hmm. It's like they can't believe it's a man in the building. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 yeah, it's amazing, though. I'm going to go back to the White Station, man. It's I'm the White Station Spartan, man. And, and, you know, we had some men in the hallways, you know, mm-hmm. during, during, uh, when I was coming out. This was 2002, so about mm-hmm. 15, 15 years ago. But I, I think things have definitely changed. And you're right. right. If we're missing those guys, man, we got to get them back in the school yeah. because, uh, but, you know that that's always been the foundation. The foundation of, of even Memphis basketball was the Memphis high school basketball. That's right. what, you know we got all the players ready, but not only that, got the kids ready for life. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, so, just to know that people, kids are looking just to see a man mm-hmm. in the schools or wherever they are. They feel safe. They're looking for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many of us really realize that though? It doesn't seem like we think about that. We don't. Nobody, nobody thinks about that. 
Yeah. You got to look at all the women in school. Those are women in school. They used to seeing women every day. They used yeah. to running over their sisters, running over their mamas. Yeah. But when a man show up, it's a different story. Yeah. And you can walk past the classroom and catch a guy acting crazy in there and mm -hmm. being loud and teacher getting on him. Open mm -hmm. that door. Mm -hmm. The whole place shut down. Mm. And he sits down too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, yeah. That's true. I've seen that. Just walk through. You can just walk through and look. I've seen that. You don't have to talk to him. Just stand and look. <laughs> I'm a witness to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We, well, I, I, hey, man, when, when you're 17, you open that door. Everybody's going to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We're going to take our last phone call of the day, guys. We're going to be out of here. Uh, who do we have? 49er J. 49er J. Welcome to the show. Good morning on a Tuesday morning. Good morning, Bob. Good morning to William Belford also. It's an honor. And to, uh, yeah, you got that, you got that, uh, good, uh, hollow sound in your background there on the speaker. Right, what about now? Okay, oh, there yeah. you go, there you go. Hey, look here, I just got two quick, uh, statements also, uh, uh, Big William, I hated the fact that how y'all beat up my bulls back in the day, but, uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, uh, my question is, with the kids today coming out uh, playing basketball, in your opinion, like I said, when you played, you only came out there with wristbands on and uh, some tennis shoes and, and your uniform ready to play. Today, how do you feel about these young kids coming out and they just started playing basketball and they got on ankle braces, sleeves? and? Well, see, my like, thing is I think all basketball players, before you play, you should get your ankles taped because, you, you know, hey, you're going to sprain an ankle, you can't play. I think you should get your ankles taped. Now, all this other stuff these guys wearing are sleep. If you're not injured, why are you wearing this stuff? But you got to look at it. They looking at the Allen Iverson, <clears throat> looking at the Michael Jordan at the sleeve on his leg. <clears throat> you know, not really knowing that these were injuries these people had back in the day. Yeah, it wasn't But style. sometimes now these guys got style like Commander Anthony. They got sleeves on. They got, I mean, some of it cut down on the scratches on you, you know, fouling in the ball. It's, it's a lot of things people use for excuses. Mm -hmm. But that's like football. They saying now about the concussions and all that. Yeah. Well, why yeah. were y'all talking about that back when they was wearing leather helmets? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They was wearing leather helmets <laughs> knocking people out back then, too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't hear about no concussions and all that stuff back then? Mm -hmm. No, because like I said, today, I think today, like you stated earlier, I think the, the players today are more cuddled. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it, it just angers me sometimes when you see guys averaging 2.5 uh, rebounds a game making $10 million a year. Right. And, right. and you know what I mean? And they can't right. even get uh, 10 rebounds in a game. But, right. you know, that's the days in the game has changed. But uh, that's all I had, though. And like I said, it was an honor to uh, talk to you today. And I hope to hear from you some more. Well, thank you, sir. Thanks for the letter, Jay. All right. All right. And uh, that's going to do it for today, Justice. Man, we appreciate you being with us. Okay. I think I heard him. Yeah, I couldn't really hear him. Yeah, okay. yeah. Until next time. Until okay. Next time. Oh, okay. Okay, Justin, uh, yeah, appreciate you, man. And uh, William Beffert, uh, man, we appreciate you being with us today. Uh, it's been you, an honor to have you here. Thank you. Thank and you uh, don't wait uh, 20 more years. <laughs> 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 we got to find a new place to eat. Yeah, we, man, oh man, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that old place we used to go, man, they disappeared. No. <laughs> they forcibly disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's been an honor, and uh, hey, we'll look for that too. Matter of okay. fact.